Good morning and welcome at that time once again. The Patriot Radio News Hour, live from the Hole in the Ceiling Studios in Deer Valley, Arizona. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the physical delivery of wealth insurance. If you don't know what that is, you better learn. Go to our website at allamericangold.com where we keep you all comfortably disturbed. And we got all all the articles, all the videos, the the podcast, the uh, Google, the Facebook, the Twitter, the YouTube, I, I, all that social media stuff all right there at your fingertips at allamericangold.com, of course. The shopping carts out there you can order online. We've got, uh, if you want to do a an IRA, and no, you cannot store it at your house. Don't believe it. Uh, I mean, you can try it. I mean, there's companies out there that will uh, help you try to circumvent the IRS. I'll just tell you, and I'll try to do this at least once a month because it's still out there. The IRS has actually added to the tax code itself a a whole little section specifically dealing with the quote-unquote store-your-gold-at-home IRA scam that has been going out there for, for, gosh, at least three, four, five years now. Uh, So, But if you want to do it legally... Uh, we can help you do that. There's information there. Uh, the, the, don't forget the metals plan, which as of today, we'll be all done. Well, I guess uh, I, well, let me correct that. Tomorrow uh, will be the last of the shipping. So there's I mean, there's only like three or four boxes left, but that that'll be done tomorrow. Uh, the metals plan for the first quarter of this year is done. If you want to join up on the metals program or learn more about it, uh, that is out at the website as well. A really interesting couple of days. And listen, I'm going to tell you what what's what and what isn't. The reason why you listen here is you're tired of being lied to every single day. And man, the lies are coming out fast and furious once again today. Uh, we, we had the CBO numbers are out. Just you know what? Wow, was I, I? I guess they would say twelve trillion. They they went. I want to say it was eleven point eight. And I just laugh because we all know. You can just take that number and throw it in the garbage. If you go back and use, they've been doing these forecasts for uh, since nineteen ninety three. These ten year forecasts, and over that time they have. <laughs> it's such a bad. I mean, it's so bad. It would be their projection are the equivalent of Paul Goldsmith's batting average right now. And for those of you that haven't been following uh, the D-backs this year, because you're like, wait a minute, Paul Goldsmith's a really good hitter. <laughs> yeah, not this year. At least not yet, anyway. He's batting like 100. Uh, it's not very good. But if we took the average over the last, you know, what is it now, 30 years? Well, not quite 30. 25? The the number will put the federal deficit north of 40 trillion. North 
I think they got it to like 33. <laughs> That's not going to do it. That's not going to do it. Uh, then we had the Chinese president talk about uh, the trade dispute that's going on, and he was giving a speech, is what he was doing. And, man, you would have thought that that China just came right in. <laughs> the Dow's up 400 points. I'm going to tell you right now, I'll, I'll tell you what he said. I'll tell you who it benefited. And I'll also tell you what he didn't say. As a matter of fact, what they did say that that wasn't part of the quote-unquote speech. So so look forward to that. Very, very, I think it speaks volumes of what the United States can, be, can look forward to. Uh, then yesterday, remember, the Dow was up 400 points yesterday. Didn't finish up 400 points. Finished up 40 points as the, uh, man, I don't know, the deep state machine... Uh, this time, they the FBI raided uh, Donald Trump's personal lawyer, uh, raided his home, his office, all this stuff, and I don't know. I, I'm so tired of hearing about Russians and porn stars and all the rest of it, uh, and, and quite honestly, uh, it, it's really a, a country divided. There's no unity here at home. It's a huge part of the problem, but really... Quite honestly, it gets more noise, just noise. When you look at Wall Street every every day, every day it moves hundreds and hundreds of points every single day. But they call that volatility. What really happens if you watch and you understand markets and you forget about the BS, okay, forget about trade wars, Forget about porn stars, right? Forget about uh, CBO and all that other stuff. When the markets behave in this fashion, it's always an indication of trouble. Just is. Bad things happen, right? Because something's broken. We don't always know quite what it is, but something's broken. I've got a good idea. There's a big story out there that nobody wants to talk about it. We're going to do that next. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Yesterday, we were running $20 gold pieces at thirteen thirty-five. We have, right now, nine of those remaining. Four of those are live here in Phoenix. Five of them, right, I'm, I'm watching Wendy. Wendy's giving me the hands. Five of them are live in Colorado. So they are live in stock. We've got nine of them left. Gold's up even more. So gold's up uh, another uh, couple of dollars, 1339 right now on gold so u.s uh the twenty dollar gold people only got nine left four in phoenix five in colorado eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two u.s twenty dollar gold pieces the nine that are left 
at $1,335, which right this second puts them $4 under spot at $800-951-0592. If you want to take advantage of that, uh, I suggest you do so and do so quickly. Now, I said before the break, there's something going on that nobody's talking about. And we're seeing this volatility in the market, right? It's been going on for a couple of months now. And seemingly every single day the Dow moves, you know, if you take ups and downs, hundreds and hundreds of points every day. And so it's always an indication. Matter of fact, you're, you're hearing a lot of people talk about, hey, this looks like 1987, right? Or this looks like uh, the NASDAQ bubble, or this looks like 2007, 2008, right, where you see all of this volatility and the markets are giving you warning signs. And that's really what it is, right? And it goes up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. But it's always a precursor to down. Just, you know, just what it is. Whether you want to do anything about that information is up to you. But why? What's broken? Right? Is Facebook broken? Is Amazon broken? No. It's not what's broken. And and they then they try to tell you things like, well, it's it's rate hikes or it's the Federal Reserve or it's the trade disputes. And right every day they give you a new reason why the market's gotta be so volatile. Right today, it's because uh, President Yi in China uh, said, hey, I'll work on the car thing. I'll get to that in a minute, by the way. Right? And they're acting like, oh, yeah, what a great guy. Nah, not really. But that's not it. Right? And remember, we talk about it all the time. Right? They distract us. Right? The... uh, Trump's lawyer and the deep state and all that. Yeah, okay. We can we can delve into that, but I'm sure Rush and Hannity, they'll cover that for you. So what is it really? And remember what I've been warning you about. We're talking about the debt super cycle. We're talking about you know, just think about what the you know, the Congressional Budget Office really did say. Hey <laughs> trillion dollar deficit. Right? They estimate in 10 years' time, we're going to be paying $900 billion a year just in interest. Now, that's what their, their number. My number, right? And, and I will, let's, it's not even my number, right? The real number means we're going to be paying probably $1.2, $1.3 trillion just in interest. Something is broken in the bond market, and it's broken. In Japan, the central bank's efforts to boost the economy through extraordinary monetary stimulus are having unintended consequences. Few, if any, want to trade in Japanese government bonds. 
Now remember, this is one of those, you know, the big carry trade, and and they use the uh, the Japanese currency, you know, just to, you know the algorithms fire off every day as to whether it's good news, bad news. But here's what's real: the ten-year Japanese government bond did not register a single trade. On March 13th, according to Japan Bond Trading, right? They're the ones that track it. Other government bonds also showed no trading activity on specific days last month. And the two-year bond did not trade at all on Tuesday or Wednesday. Now, this isn't here yet. Like many major central banks, the Bank of Japan has been buying the country's bonds in order to stimulate the economy. The bank has taken more extreme measures, such as ramping up purchases to more than 40% of the market overall. Right? Again, why do central banks do this? The answer is they are trying to misprice the debt market, right? And are they trying to misprice it by by overstating the risk? <laughs> right? Wait, man, this is really risky. No, right? Of course, that would mean rates would be flying high, right? They'd be selling them. They'd be they'd be trashing them. They're not doing that. They're trying to misprice how by understating. Slowly but surely now, institutions are starting to pay attention. It's saying that the yield curve on the government 10-year bond is around zero. Right? And I laugh because it's around zero. Right? Who would buy it? You know, and I've been saying it forever. Who would? Who in the right mind? would lend somebody money for 10 years and get 2%, right, or 2.8, where our 10-year note is, Japan, it's zero. Really, it's probably a little less than zero. The yield curve control policy puts a fixed price, or puts a fix on the price. They own 80%, they're talking about the Japanese Central Bank owns 80% of the 10-year government bond market. So what's the point of trading it? As a result, traders are are now messing around with, with bond futures, but are not actually buying any of the bonds themselves. The futures market is often used for trading in oil, gold, and agricultural products. You know, right? You hedge. <laughs> Open interest, a measure of trading volume in the future, has been rising while actual physical interest has hit an all-time low. Monetary policy is likely to stay the same in the future. There are virtually no cash instruments 
traded in certain parts of the Bank of Japan's yield curve. We don't see suddenly reverting back until there is substantial change in policy. Well, that's one way. My gut feeling is, and why you're seeing all of this volatility, remember what we've been reporting here in our bond auction. Right? People, are they being sold? Yes. Are a lot of people there to buy them? No. Is the number of people putting in bids falling? Yes. Do we have a situation where potentially we could see nobody interested in buying? I think absolutely. Think about it in 10 years. You know I'm right. Here's the funny thing. Anybody that's been listening for any length of time, you know I'm right. If I'm telling you 40 trillion, you know. If I'm usually when I here's the difference between like me and the Federal Reserve or me and these idiots you watch on TV when they give their quote unquote forecast. I'm usually just a little bit I'm a little too optimistic. Here's what's funny, people think I come out and oh Joe just wants to scare us. That's a that's a load of crap. I, you know what? That's the farthest thing from the truth that I want to do. What I want to do is educate. We have an entire nation, right? Well, Japan used to be the second largest economy. Now, they're the third largest economy in the world. It's now reporting, not a day here, multiple days, where nobody is showing up to buy their bonds. And that the only bank and the only buyer in town is the Bank of Japan. Now, nobody wants to talk about it. I know for a fact you probably have this the first anybody's even heard of it. That's why you listen to me. Is that the reason why the volatility's here in the United States? I think it might be. It's one of them. Because what is really the biggest thing everybody's worried about, really? Are we really worried about the big trade war? Not really. I mean, we only send them $130 billion worth of stuff. That's it. (laughs) That's all there is. Right? And of that, soybean and pork is like 10% of it. Talking about the Chinese. Then they worry about the Federal Reserve raising rates too much. Well, why would they worry about that? (laughs) Because we got a problem with the amount of debt that there's going on out there. Do we have any here? Do we have any here? Yeah, we have here, but I don't have one. Okay, U.S. 20s. One left in Colorado at 1335. Four left in Phoenix. By the way, gold's now up four, thirteen forty. So that's five dollars under spot. There's one twenty left in Colorado, four left in Phoenix at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now, and again, I've been talking about volatility. You know, the Dow was up over five hundred points 
about 35, 40 minutes ago. It's now up 280. Right? This is this is our insane type of move. And when you start thinking about really why the volatile, why so much every day, we know, okay, the, what that means is, okay, there's, there's a lot of issues out there. But there's something really broken, right? Nobody, yeah, was it bad? Was Facebook bad? Yes. <laughs> is Mark Zuckerberg uh, totally detached from most of our realities? Of course he is. The guy's a genius, and he's socially awkward. He doesn't know. But what he's back in, wait, that's it? Everywhere? Okay, none in Colorado. None in Colorado. Colorado, you can order them from me here. I just got to ship them to you. Uh, but oh, Or we'll make arrangements. I can ship them up to Johnstown. So there's still 420s left, 800-951-0592. But when you're talking to me about there's been days, not one, not two, not three, like seven, eight, nine days where not a single buyer showed up to the Japanese bond auction. And that isn't being talked about. That's probably the reason. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Title IX regulations have created a vicious cycle, discouraging men from enrolling in colleges that eliminated the sports they loved. In 1980, equal number of men and women obtained college degrees. But today, nearly 60% of college degrees are awarded to women. Under the interpretation of Title IX regulations, colleges are generally forbidden from having more sports teams for men than women. So if there is not enough interest in women's hockey or another large team sport for women, the college is not likely to start a men's hockey team. In the traditional Winter Olympic events of alpine and cross-country skiing in February, the United States men won a grand total of zero medals. Today, there are more college women's ski teams than there are men's, perhaps again due to the impact of the proportionality test under Title IX. Olympic sports themselves have been emasculated by the International Olympic Committee, which even tried to eliminate men's wrestling from the 2020 Olympics. The IOC reinstated wrestling after an uproar, but still cut 56 positions, replacing them with events that include more women in the summer games. Women's figure skating remains popular to watch, but in a continuation of political correctness, the public heard this year more about the men's figure skating instead. Despite this, a large crowd did stay up past midnight on the East Coast to watch the exciting finale of the women's figure skating competition in Pyeongchang. Downplaying the overall nosedive in viewership of and interest in the Olympics, some commentators say it's merely part of a general trend in society. But the decline in viewership of football, still as masculine as ever, has been small compared to the bottom falling out of Olympic viewership. When the late Phyllis Schlafly spoke for the last time at Harvard, she was greeted after her talk by Professor Harvey Mansfield, author of a famous book entitled Manliness. If NBC executives hope to recoup the billions they invested for the exclusive rights to broadcast the Olympics, then they might want to pick up a copy of Mansfield's book. And the Title IX regulators might benefit from recognizing the greater demand for men's sports. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
You'll be glad to know the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly continues, upheld by Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Chairman Helen Marie Taylor, Treasurer John Schlafly, a full staff in St. Louis in our nation's capital, and thousands of citizen volunteers, her eagles, across the country. You can be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Crude oil spiking today. Saudi Arabia, throw this on the list of stuff, said, listen, we want $80 oil and we're going to get it. And guess what? The Chinese and the Russians, we're all on board together. Uh, Get ready. Prices at the pumps already the highest in years. Uh, I just saw unleaded gas futures. It's the highest I've seen. So uh, I guess there's going to be not. I guess I'm going to get more expensive. So fill up now. So they want us to believe that this trade thing has been causing some some tension, right? It, 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 let's face it, it doesn't help. I'll totally agree. It really doesn't. Because, and remember what I keep telling you why the real reason is. China wants to replace us. It's number one. Right? Remember, the issue is debt. China stops buying the debt. What's going to happen? Remember, yesterday there was a report out. Matter of fact, zero hedge drudge you can see it it's out there for yourself i gave it to you yesterday that people say china's already stopped they've stopped buying at our auctions though i haven't seen data yet as soon as i have them i will give them to you as to how we're doing in our auctions but now it just makes sense doesn't it the world's not just pulling away from us Pull it away from Japan, right? Europe, right? All the the old, what I'll call the old guard. And this morning they were all excited because in a speech last night, the Chinese president said, "You know, yeah, yeah, we can uh, we can talk about these automobile tariffs." <laughs> and I started laughing because I'm like, "Wait a minute." GM, Ford, Chrysler, they build cars there. <laughs> they don't send cars. I mean, you know, maybe they, you know, send a handful of limited edition this or limited edition that. Do you know who the number one car exporter from the United States to China is? Because I do. And it's none of them. BMW exports the most cars from the United States. You know those those plants that they built in the South that I thought were for here? Apparently they're not. Uh, 87,000 Beamers are sent to China from a plant in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, it represents the largest uh, amount of cars sent from the United States uh, to China. By the way, uh, Mercedes, they ship about 75,000 cars from their plant in Tennessee. Just all you'd want to know. That's, that's who it's going to help or not help. Uh, oh, and Tesla. Those three. 
because Tesla, uh, I think, not that, you know, Tesla can't even make a bunch of cars, right? I mean, they they struggle just to, to produce a couple thousand cars a day, but uh, those three companies uh, are the ones that export. When you add it all up, we're not even talking about a couple hundred thousand cars. Right? It's nothing. Right? And, and, of course, what it, what it's trying to do, okay, we'll give you something. Here's what they didn't give. Anything that has to do with their Silk Road and their what they call their 2025 initiative. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you better go look. They're not out here playing tiddlywinks. Right? They don't care about a car tariff. Because you know why they had the car tariff there? It was pretty funny. They had it in place to force all the car companies to what? Build your stuff here. So what did our car companies do? They did that. They already know. They didn't say a word about intellectual property. They didn't say a word about wanting to not dominate the whole, really the whole world with their 2025 initiative. Not a single word about IT, about AI, Anything having to do with uh, with controlling the shores from the uh, the Atlantic shores of Europe to the Pacific shores of China, uh-uh. It was a made-for-TV event, right? Of course, oh look at how great! Oh look, they're so good! Look at yeah, please. <laughs> I mean, I guess. You know, not really going to help Tesla. Tesla, uh, matter of fact, Goldman came out today said it doesn't matter. Tesla needs to go and raise more money. They're going to be broke before the end of the year. Uh, and maybe it helps a little bit, helps with BMW and Mercedes. Now, that is U.S. jobs. There's no doubt because they're in uh, South Carolina and Tennessee. But I did not know that. So you learn something new every day. A couple of other things that came out today. One of them not good and the other one really not good producer prices okay this is what companies have to pay came in hotter than expected right this is the the uh-oh more rate hike thing unfortunately for us it had nothing to do with wages the biggest jump in producer prices happened to happen in food particularly produce, which I did not know this, but they said uh, producer produce prices were up 30%. I don't know if it was was a weather thing or or what, but that's what they said in the report. They actually said utility prices fell, and I don't know how that's possible with crude oil and heating oil and natural gas all super high, but that's what the report said. When you strip out food and energy, remember, they don't like food and energy. Even though we need to have it, they don't care about it. Prices were still up three-tenths, and actually year-over-year core 
was up 2.7%, so much hotter than the 2% they were looking for. Do you know what the biggest driver was? I know you don't, but I'm going to tell you. It happened in what they called finished goods. So when you hear something like finished goods, you immediately start thinking manufacturing, don't you? Right? Oh, well, you know, the cost to build the widget got more expensive. Not quite. Nope, it had to do with medical costs. Taser Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. No one's going to the Japanese bond auction. Maybe that's why everything's so volatile. Less and less people seemingly coming to our auction yesterday we were told that China has temporarily stopped coming I don't know today they followed up with a follow up that reasserted the same thing so it appears that way nobody's saying anything right because that'd be bad (laughs) could you imagine the headline China stops coming to U.S. Treasury auctions. That would be down 2,000 points. Don't know. The NFIB survey was out today. Now, this has been one of those surveys where, you know, new record highs and all that stuff, right? This was the small business, right? And people were excited. And I don't play, hey, anytime you talk about, hey, we're going to put more money in your pocket, people get excited. And we want the economy to boom and this and that. And unfortunately, a lot of times, small business guys get duped. The new survey came out today. Huge drop. Let me go over uh, the numbers. Plans to increase employment. 20%. One in five. Plans to make capital outlays fell by uh, three points, which is, uh, that's a lot. Plans to increase inventory, also down at three points. Matter of fact, plans to increase inventories now stood at 1%. (laughs) Expect the economy to improve. This was where the biggest decline happened. Fell 11 points. And now down to 32%. Expect real sales to go higher. Fell eight points. Percentage-wise was the the worst drop percentage-wise. Down to 20%. Current inventory fell three points. And is now at negative six. In other words, they ramped up and now they're like, man, I'm not adding because I got too much. Current job openings, that was actually up one <laughs> to 35. So they, there are jobs. Expected credit condition fell three points and is now at negative six. In other words, yeah, I don't think I can borrow any money. Now is a good time to expand. Down four points to 28. Earnings trend 
down one point and is now at negative four. Uh, the the total was at 104, and people say, oh, over 100 still good. But the biggest reason was, the the, the big, big dramatic reason was nobody, uh, the fewest people in survey history said taxes was an issue. But when you really go through the report, you know, I don't know. This is part of what has me worried. I don't know, do we, can we get 3% GDP? It's going to be close. The problem is I don't expect it to continue, and neither does anybody else. Uh, so that was the data points that were out today. Again, they want you to believe uh, that China came out with some major concession or some big... It wasn't. Uh, the the uh, Colorado, or I'm sorry, the... Uh, well, Wendy just handed me a note, so she <laughs> threw me off. You totally threw me off here. Okay, so here's what we got now. In, in Arizona, now that we've got multiple offices, right? What, we got 20s here still, yes? No, what? We only had four. How can we have five now? Four. All right, four 20s here. None in Colorado at 1335. In Colorado, I do have uh, 1110, and we're going to put those on special at 700. Yep, we're going to go 700 on the 10s, uh, 11 of those live in Colorado as well at 800-951-0592. So 420s in Phoenix, Colorado, you can order them as well. Phoenix, if you want the 10s, you can order them as well. They're just in Colorado, and I'll have to get them here. But I've got four live 20s here, 11 live 10s up there, 800-951-0592. So we had producer prices hotter, right, which is going to hurt earnings. Uh, Then we had small business sentiment. Lipstick on a pig. Right, so the the Trump bump, if you will, kind of wearing off, and now we're faced with the realities. And small business finding out what everybody's finding out. No one's got a lot of extra cash. I mean, that's really just the problem. Nobody has a lot of extra cash, right? And everyone's, you know, they're surrounded with debt. And we, we, uh, I saw a number. Uh, people 32 and younger now, the lowest uh, savings rate since they've been keeping track. And it makes sense, right? We, we, we've indebted everybody. Uh, now Japan's reporting people aren't showing up to their auctions. Uh, word on the street anyway, it hasn't been confirmed yet, that China may not be participating in our auctions. And we just got an update on bankruptcy filings. I'm going to share that with you in the final segment. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing. Spiked 63% year over year in March to 770 filings. 770 businesses. 
filing for bankruptcy in a single month. It's the highest number of filings for any month, going all the way back to 2011. And that number was 289. We just missed it. Uh, the last six marches marked in red, and they said that uh, last year there was 300 filings, and, and three, three to 350 is about an average. And we jumped to 770, and they said bankruptcy filings uh, usually peak in April, so we'll have to watch for next month to see if if that trend holds, they said that bankruptcy filings have been on the rise uh, in 2017 and 2018, obviously focused in on the retail sector. Uh, we had another retail bankruptcy uh, the other day, and I didn't even get to it. Uh, where is it? I have it somewhere here. Nine West. Nine West. Uh, they have now filed for bankruptcy holdings. They owe more than a billion dollars. Uh, that's Ann Klein. In case those of you that don't know, Nine West and, and Ann Klein Brands uh, filing for bankruptcy. Uh, the uh, plans to sell. It's oh, they also have Bandito Line, uh, Aeropostel as, as well. That's a teen rate retailer. Uh, Juicy is another one of their retailers. So they got a lot of brands. Uh, last year, they had more than, uh, well, total, more than 7,000 stores total closed last year. Uh, they expect that number uh, to be much higher this year. So the retail carnage continues uh, here in the United States and around the world. Uh, the news of the day, depending on where you look, did China really... Uh, Offer to play nice, or was it a made-for-TV event? Uh, the Dow's up 300 in, in 370 points. Gold's up almost four bucks at 1340. Silver, the silver's up another seven cents at 1660. Uh, last shot here, Silver Eagles at 390. I think that's 265 over spot. Uh, so Silver Eagles at 390. I still I can't believe it. I still got these 420s here in Phoenix at 1335. 1110s. I've sold out of the 20s in Colorado. 1110s in Colorado at 700. 800 951 That is the toll free number. Uh, call and place your orders. And like I said, uh, if they're live, you can come and pick them up. If not, we'll ship them to you. 800-951-0592. Tomorrow, I'm not sure. We'll see what happens next. We'll talk about it, whatever it is. Don't change that dial. Mm-hmm.